Hi, buddy. How are you? I'm 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 fine, 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 old fella. I don't complain because I don't get help. <laughs> well, it's so great to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time to do this. No, my pleasure. We're looking forward to having you come to London and hitting a Centennial Hall on April 29th. And you've been playing the guitar since uh, since heaven knows when, a long time. A long time. And you taught yourself, is that true, on the uh, the diddly bow? Uh, I did it. They came up with the diddly bow later on. I used to just try to make a guitar or anything that make noise, whether it was a rubber band or a piece of wire that I could pull tight enough to hear it. Because my parents weren't able to get me no guitar, so I would try to make one with a uh, a lighter fluid can or any kind of flat can that you would stick a little piece of board into and drive nails in it and stretch the wire. And you got your first oh. record deal. Is this true? You won a competition back in 1958? Yeah, uh, it was just, uh, I came to chess and they didn't accept me and there was another smaller label which had the uh, great Otis Royce and Magic Sam. And they signed me, they signed me. That wasn't a contest. Uh, Magic Sam take me to the Cobra Records, and they gave me my first 245. And you've influenced so many blues guitarists along your way here. I mean, Hendrix, Clapton, Jimmy Page, Steve Ray Vaughan, I mean, they all called you the best guitar player alive. When you get behind a guitar, buddy, something magical happens. Was it always this way? I mean, you were saying, like, you found whatever you could around the house just to play and make music. Did you always have that feeling from a young boy? Yes, you know, uh, my dad never used to, my dad uh, precisely used to always tell me, even if I was driving a tractor, a plow, and a mule, or chopping cotton, he said, son, don't be the best in town, just be the best until the best come around. I like that. That's good advice. (laughs) Yes, it is. I still carry that with me, you know, and I'm still learning. I don't know if you heard of this young kid coming up there through with me. I think he'd be on that show named Quinn Sullivan. And when I found him, he was seven years old and he was playing just as well as I play now. Really? So he's on, he's on some of the shows in Canada with me. I don't know if he's on this one we're talking about now, but uh, if you don't if you don't know who he is, his name Quinn Sullivan, look up your uh, and look up on the uh, well, website now and punch up Quinn Sullivan and you see him when he was seven years old playing with me. Wow. How many? I certainly hope so because the blues need all the help it can get because uh, a lot of stations don't play blues anymore. Not Buddy Guy, not uh, Muddy Waters and all those great people who spent their life for the love of music playing for nothing and just for the fun of music or having fun and making uh, people happy who probably wasn't happy for an hour or two hours a night. Mm-hmm. And the blues has started it all. I mean, the blues is responsible for, for most of the artists and the music that you hear today. You'll be happy to know that uh, we play blues all the time, and we have a, a whole Sunday evening dedicated to nothing but 100% blues. We play lots of you. We play lots of Muddy. Uh, even Kenny Wayne Shepherd, a new upcoming guy there as well. Well, thank you so much. And uh, Quinn got a little record out, too. If you can get a hold to that, I'll... When you finish, you can talk to Anna. We'll get you one of those because I appreciate that and whatever you can do to help the blues. uh, I don't know how to thank you enough for that because I used to, before the big radio FM stations came out, the AM stations, most of the disc jockeys could play what they want. Now, you know, I think the program director gave them two or three albums and they just can't play uh, Muddy Waters. And I tell them all the time, I say, I love all music, but I would love to hear Muddy Waters once or twice a week. Absolutely. Now, he had said to you before he passed that uh, he wanted you to keep the, quote, 
Damn Blues Alive. And I got to say, you are doing just that and more. I'm trying, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I need a little help. That's why I'm pulling for Quinn <laughs> so much because, you know, uh, we go, we come, you know, and, and we need the young people to uh, do what we did. You know, mm-hmm. I was listening to Muddy and Muddy, and then we were listening to Sunhouse and, uh, and all of Fred McDowell and those people like that. And uh, my kids didn't know who I was until they got old enough to come into uh, a blues club, which is 21. But when I was coming up at 9, 10, and 12, you could hear John Lee Hooker, Lightning Hopkins, and people like that playing blues, which they don't play anymore on on these stations while these kids can hear it. And and, then I'm sure... We might not win them all, but we might win, win one out of 50. Exactly, and that's that's just keeping it going, like you said to Muddy, to keep it going and uh, keep it in people's ears and, uh, you know, inspire and influence the kids. I mean, this is this is music. It's not uh, it's not some of the stuff you hear that uh, is all auto-tuned and put together on a computer. This is the real deal. Well, I tell the people right now, I know like a lot of big superstars, I won't mention no name. <laughs> uh, they done caught a few of them. They don't even sing no more. They lip sing to what they done did. It's too perfect. Yeah. But if you come see me, I make mistakes. I try to correct them. And uh, I, I can't even I can't even lip sing my own record because I mess up. You know, I tried <laughs> that once, and I can't keep up with myself. So <laughs> when you come see a blues player, you finna get the real deal. Which is amazing. I want to say congratulations to you. You got awarded the uh, 2012 Kennedy Center Honors for a lifetime contribution to the American culture. Did you ever think growing up that uh, you'd get the invite to the White House and they'd be having you over for supper? No, I didn't even think I'd ever drive by it. My dad couldn't afford a car. The only, the only car I had was a little pony horse. And sometimes I wake up now, pray. Sometimes I wake up and tears will come down saying, do you know how far you came just because you taught yourself how to play a guitar? Yeah, just amazing. You've done so much. What do you think that uh, Muddy Waters would have thought at that moment? Uh, he'd have probably been the most proudest guy that uh, that ever ever throwed his arms around me because, you know, he was like a daddy to myself. Junior were a lot of the young people. Yeah. Even little Walter started out with him, and, and he got a break playing the harmonica with him, and he went out on his own. And they was always pulling for the blues to stay alive, which I'm trying to do that now. And like we said, you're doing it. You've achieved so much already. Is there, uh, is there somebody you've always wanted to perform with or something that's, uh, that's on your bucket list of things to do? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pulling for this young man, Quinn Sullivan, and a lot of more young kids coming to me. Yeah. Especially when I was in Canada. Actually, I was in uh, Vancouver, and a guy brought his son all the way across from Montreal. I said, I heard that you will uh, give a kid a chance. I said, if he can play, come on up there. And uh, and that's the exposure Mother then was giving me. You know, they said, I heard you could play. I want you to play on my record. And I give Quinn my first. He played on my or his first thing on one of my records, and now we got to look two or three little CDs out on him.
it's so amazing that you can give back like, uh, you know, like Muddy did and and you've you've given to so many amazing artists. Um, this this album, this latest one that you did, Rhythm of Blues, I heard that the creative juices were just overflowing. It was just supposed to be a single album, and it ended up being a double. Yes, my producer uh, Tom Ambridge. We was in the studio, and normally when you go in the studio, they ask for like fifteen or sixteen songs. And I looked around, and we had did twenty or twenty-one. I say. <laughs> What what are we doing? They say, man, this stuff sounds so good, man. It do, well, we got enough for a double album. I'm gonna go to the record company and see when they release the double album. And they didn't buy. They didn't hesitate one minute. They say that's that's you got it, you know. Because actually, uh, like I say, blues is not being heard, and if it's not heard, you can't sell too many records. And uh, I thought my record company's gonna probably tell me, you know, I can't sell your records, so I'm gonna have to cut you loose. But they told me they want That is so great. Now, is this tour that you're doing right now, is that in support of Rhythm and Blues? No, the Rhythm and Blues uh, on my birthday, which would be the 30th of July, would be two years ago. So I'm trying, uh, I may try to get this one out just by by time of my birthday, and I'll be supporting a new album. But I'm playing the songs, some of the songs from the uh, Rhythm and Blues, and then you have to go back and play the Muddy Waters and the older stuff I did because the people who know about you uh, now are uh, yeah. elder people and some of the young people say, I don't know who you was until I read whatever Clapton or Jeff Beck or Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix said. Yeah. So I have to go out and say, well, let me let you know, maybe I can play well enough for you to listen to me. Well, we are looking forward to having you here on April 29th, and we encourage every guitar player, every musician and kids, young kids, to come out and just, just to... to get a chance to see you perform and play. You don't just play, you perform. You are just uh, such a such a treat to watch. I am so looking forward to this and really appreciate you taking the time today, buddy, to uh, to have a chat with us. Well, thank you very much. By yeah. the way, I must tell you uh, before we hang up, if it wasn't for the Canadians, you wouldn't be interviewing me now. I, I, I was driving a tow truck and I was invited to play the Merrill Foles of Blues Festival in 1967. I had never saw 30,000 people before. <laughs> and when I went to the stage, they were saying, now that's the real buddy guy. I'm like saying, who was the fake? You know, and I, my late friend, Junior Wells, had taken a, a left-handed guitar player out there because I had made an album with him called uh, Hoodoo Man Blues. And he was taking this other guy out there called him Buddy Guy. And that was the start. That was the start. And I was, I took, I was on a two-week vacation from driving a tow truck. <laughs> already 30,000 people that's unbelievable thank you for sharing that I appreciate that that's well, thank really you so cool much. I owe the Canadians so a lot and I love them the most and we'll be coming to see you uh, on the 29th well come backstage and have a glass of wine with us just ask for Max all right sounds good buddy thank you all right thank you so much. you have a good day now you too